to the Starfighter Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Starfighter Podcast. We are going over episode four of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. This is a heavy spoiler review. As you may have noticed, um, Dom's here, but Jake isn't here. So standing in for Jake today is Nick Brabens. How are you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on and thanks for letting me co-host a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see uh, what you bring to the table here. And we have a very special guest for you guys, um, possibly the hardest guy in the business to book on a podcast. So come on in, man. The hardest to book. There he is. It's true. I guess. I... <laughs> hey, it's a it's a compliment, man. I'm just glad I'm here. I'm just glad I'm here. How are you doing, Davis? Good, good. How are you two doing? Good. It's a good day. It's the weekend. Yep. Excited to talk Falcon and Winter Soldier with you guys. I'm excited. Happy to be here. All I'm right. Talk about it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Before we get started, for our viewers and our audio listeners, you know, continue to support us here on the channel. Give us a sub if you haven't already. Leave a like. Get into the comment section. Let us know what you thought about this episode. And of course, you can also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Whatever podcast can be heard, we're out there. So continue to give us your support, especially here on the channel. We're, you know, climbing our way up to 100 subs, and we're going to do something special for that for that special episode. So it'll be good. But let's get back to Falcon and Winter Soldier, guys. Uh, this episode is called The Whole World is Watching, and definitely a, an appropriate title. Let's start out by giving some quick initial thoughts on this episode. And why don't we start with Davis? Yeah, I loved it. Um, I'm just really excited to see where this goes, because now that the new Captain America has superpowers, I guess, has that serum, um, but doesn't seem to be taking it too well. So I think it'll be interesting to see what a Captain America maybe off the hinges might look like. Yeah, totally agree. How would you rank this episode from where we're at right now? Of the four, this is probably my favorite. I'd say my favorite so far. Yeah, I love it. I thought it was great. It was uh, it got a lot of the storyline rolling, and you got to see sides of people that I think that we haven't seen yet. That's what I saw for sure. I I really enjoyed the episode too. I still think last week it was the best in my opinion, but um, then I'd probably put this one in second place. I really liked it as well. I think we get. Um, kind of like what Davis was mentioning a little bit, definitely get some good character progression here. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about that for sure. You know, with uh, Bucky and Sam with, with pretty much everybody. I and mean, that's um, something that they've done really well, you know, balancing out all these different characters. Cause there are a lot of characters to get invested um, even besides uh, the two obvious uh, Sam and Bucky, but yeah, it was really good. Nick, what was your thoughts? I really like this episode. I think three and four are probably both my favorites. Um, I'm I'm kind of tying them because I feel like they really flesh out the character of Zemo a lot more. Um, yeah, I agree. I I I really like Zemo's character. I like the fact that obviously you know he was a bad guy, but now he's helping Sam and Bucky, um, and just like 
obviously the the whole dancing bit um i don't know if you guys went over it but they released like a a zemo yeah cut. zemo cut yeah I saw oh, that. man that that killed me but anyway like <laughs> um i think in this episode it's it's you really get to see how smart zemo is um and just like how he how he just thinks through these different uh like just planning you know and also being able to kind of like I guess have some leverage too, but we'll go over that later. But yeah, episode three and four, I think are really good. And I like the fact that Zemo is kind of like this anti-hero. You can't really tell if he's good or bad, but you, you see a lot of good points in him too. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, but yeah, we can get right into it, guys, with our breakdown. Um, let's go ahead and start with the opening scene. Um, so we, we pick back up where we left off in episode three, uh, Bucky and Chief Io. And we get this flashback scene where Chief Io is helping Bucky. They're back in Wakanda, um, like sitting around a fire. And she's helping him get past uh, like the mind control that, that he was um, used to from, from Zemo. And she's actually saying the words, you know, that would normally control him. And uh, I thought this, this opening scene was pretty intense and, definitely really emotional pack that punch and i mean sebastian stan like i think he's just really showing his acting chops um in this entire series but yeah i i felt you know his pain when when he was crying but also um he almost starts to smile a little bit towards the end because he realizes that he is getting past it and that he like she says you know you're free james Mm -hmm. um and also we'll talk a little bit more about the two of of these characters later on, because I think that, that we see kind of a, a glimpse at a stronger relationship here. I think at the least um, that they, the two of them have like a really close bond and close friendship. So um, we'll probably get into that more a little bit later, but yeah, I thought it was a great opening scene. Um, Davis, what did you think about this? I thought that was very powerful. Um, you saw so many emotions, I think go through Bucky all at once um, from anger to sadness to a little bit of happiness that he's able to or maybe not happiness, but relief, I think is the better word for it. Right. Right. That he's able to, he's now free of it all. And I'm sure that took a lot off his shoulders. Um, I I'm thinking like IO, I think she probably is like confused. She's looking at Bucky, like what the heck, why are you helping out Zemo? This dude who's been torturing you for years and so Bucky goes on to explain like, well, it's a, it's a means to an end. He's helping us. And then when we're done, you, you know, you can have him or whatever they might end up doing with Zemo, which, you know, hopefully they don't, hopefully they don't kill him or get rid of him. Cause like I said, I like Zemo's character, but, um, you know, I'm kind of thinking Io's like, seriously, why, why help this guy? Um, but yeah, I, I do think that's like a super emotional scene cause it carries so much weight since those words obviously just tormented him for like like ages almost right since what yeah or two yeah right so yeah i like the way that they portrayed that scene and you're right sebastian stan he's got like some crazy acting chops um because that that really was a super emotional scene so i was gonna say i think that's what makes this movie so or this show so great it's funny i said movie because it's almost a it's movie quality like this this oh, yeah. show is 100 movie quality and you have so many A-list actors in here um, to make that not only is the writing fantastic, 
but the acting's fantastic and the special effects are fantastic. So to see a TV show like that, because, you know, we've all watched TV five years ago. We've never TV was nothing like this. Right. Um, not even five years ago, three years ago. And so I think it's cool to what you were saying, Nick, to see a show be so impactful and so powerful, but also just be so much fun to watch and engaging um, is truly amazing to watch. Yeah, that's a good point that you brought out there, Davis, because it's like, you know, with everything going on in the world with the the pandemic, like there's definitely been uh, this time for entertainment to progress in a, in a way that we probably wouldn't have seen otherwise. Because mm-hmm. um, like, as you mentioned, you know, Kevin Feige, he's he's given us movie quality in our shows right now with, with Marvel and, and Disney. And, and then, you know, we start to not to get too off topic, but we start to see, you know, the, the streaming services they're they're pushing for not only um, to get back to theatrical releases, but to have um, these big releases on streaming services more now, too, because um I think it just covers all their bases, you know, to reach their audience. So pretty awesome. I was going to say, it also helps that Disney has like deep pockets too, because they got the huge, huge budget (laughs) to be able to make something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like Nick had mentioned, you know, um, I was definitely a little bit confused, but in any case, he explains that it's means to an end. Well, she says, you know, I'm giving you eight hours and then we're coming for Zemo. So that's our opening scene. Now we go back to um, their hideout or, you know, the place that they're crashing at. And, you know, Zemo talks about how Carly is a supremacist. And, you know, he, he says that this is what happens to everyone that takes the super soldier serum. He gives the example, it leads to, Nazis, Ultron, and Avengers, and obviously he's saying that because he has hate for the Avengers. Um, and and then you know the guys are like, "What about Steve?" And he's like, "Well, touche, but he's kind of the exception here. Like, there's never been any another person like Steve Rogers." So the question I want to throw to you guys is, what do we think um, about these ideas and points being made that I feel are ultimately the backbone for the show? Um, when it comes down to this conflict in our heroes about moral integrity. Um, Nick, what are your thoughts? Uh, I feel like the show is kind of leading you to believe that all these different factions, like their main goal is power and control, obviously with Ultron. He he did want to wipe out all humans at least, but because of that overwhelming power that he had and, and he wanted to gain that control. And to the same effect, I feel like the Avengers... You know, even though they're good and they want to protect people, they do have like traits in them where like, obviously they're powerful, right? They're, some of them are superhuman and very smart or very skilled. Um, but the, again, the one exception is, is Steve because he always wanted to do, he just wanted to like do his job, right? He just wanted to protect people. He didn't, you know, he didn't do it for like money or fame or even power or control like he even knew he was very powerful being a super soldier but he just he wanted to do good for others without any of that personal gain um so yeah i mean it it's so funny that zemo just kind of says like there's never there's never been steve another steve rogers um but yeah i feel like that's kind of like his portrayal of if you have this type of power 
you you you'll probably end up wanting some type of control. Yeah, good point, um, Davis. What do you think about this running theme about you know moral integrity? It, again, I think we're we're kind of seeing seeing it from all different angles, and they're you know giving us glimpses when it comes to the way uh, Sam and Bucky conduct themselves, and then the contrast with how John Walker is conducting himself. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think first off, when he talks about the supremacists and how they act and um, how there has never been another Steve Rogers, is definitely a fo- obviously a foreshadowing, if that's the right term, um, to what we obviously were, were seeing to come. And so when we did see the new, saw the new Captain America, right, John Walker, we see how power has, has um, overcame him. But I think it's interesting to see that even Zemo sees what life really is, right? How it really is. Whereas it might be this one anomaly where Steve Rogers is maybe the one exception. Zemo can see, well, clearly that's only one time. So it's like, then in the grand scheme of things, that's rare that that would ever happen. And um, I think it also shows more of his Zemo's reasons for why he's wants to stop the, the mass production of this serum too, because Obviously, Zemo has his own motives. Um, we don't know his exact motives, but I'm sure they're not not completely aligned with um, Bucky and Sam. But they are somehow aligned in a way. So I think it's. I wonder if it's Zemo's with them now to help him get rid of this serum because it'll affect him in the future with whatever plans he has going on with with a bunch of super soldiers going around, he might not be able to do what he wants to do. And so we have this, they have this common enemy for the time being um, to get rid of this serum. So going back to conflict and moral integrity, Zemo probably doesn't even have that great of moral integrity, but just because it all lines up right now, he's just with them for the time being. So I'm excited to see what happens in the future and to see whether Zemo, you know, changes hard a little bit or just gets even worse or, or what he does. Yeah. Great points. Um, you know, I think back to civil war and I, I am highly recommend, you know, all the fans out there to go back and watch that because this, you know, this really ties into a lot of stuff that was set up in civil war, um, especially with Zemo. But I think about how Zemo is always kind of raising these points about, you know, kind of getting the Avengers to take a look in the mirror. And I just think that that's really interesting. And also I've mentioned it before in our last episode, but it's just great to see these villains that have these layers and depth to them where it's like, you can uh, really relate to them, you know, and you can almost see how the genuine bad guys, like they, they don't see themselves as the villain. You know what I mean? They have reasons for why they're doing what they're doing. And, you know, that's that's what we see with Zemo, too, back in Civil War. The havoc that happened um, in one of the battles that the Avengers were involved in ultimately killed. Um, I believe he, he said his, his wife and I think his son. So, yeah, just really interesting to see these layers to our villains and hoping that Zemo sticks around longer. Maybe we'll even get a season two and he'll be in that, but yeah, I guess we'll just have to see. Can I, can I predict something? Oh, sure. I have a feeling Zemo is going to die 
from doing I don't know if it, here's what I here's what I think is gonna happen, but I hope Kevin Feige doesn't do it like this because you you know we see shows like this where the bad guy turns good in the end and then sacrifices himself for the greater good. Um, I don't want it to end like that. Like I I want more deeper because like Zemo Zemo right, and I don't I don't want Zemo to change. I think it's nice that we are able to get some more backstory on Zemo, which I think is super cool. Why we have a TV show more than a, a movie because with a movie you only have a certain amount of time to give the backstories of every character that's in it but with a tv show you can have episode upon episode a whole episode can be dedicated on one character so maybe it's not a prediction but i guess i have a feeling that he might die in this season but i don't want it to happen i want him to stay alive and keep doing his own thing and so we can get a more deeper understanding on why zemo really is what he, what he is we can move on i think so you know now the crew is trying to find um Danya's memorial or funeral because she was like a a pillar in their community the flag smashers and so find out that um that's how they're going to be able to track carly and that's their goal right now and so you know zemo is able to get the information of like where it's going to be held from these kids by giving them the turkish delight and that was kind of funny well, now the three of them all meet back up and Zemo doesn't really want to, you know, share the information with the guys right away because he says now he has leverage because he knows that they'll most likely, you know, just turn him in, send him back to prison right after um, he gives the information of where Carly is. Well, you know, that kind of sets off Bucky and he, he like throws something against the wall, gets in his face and, um Very you know oh right right and uh and you know sam tells him to to back off or whatever um but uh then sam goes and he makes a call to um sharon carter and asks her for help she says that she's gonna get her satellites up and running to uh keep tabs on things especially on john walker and so nick what were your thoughts about you know these sequences here uh i think this scene just really portrays how smart zemo is because you see sam and bucky like pretty much just storming in there probably scaring everybody for the most part asking if they've seen Danya or, or i'm sorry not seen Danya, but like uh asking about the memorial like do you know about her like just straight up questioning everybody but then zemo comes in again with the candy and he starts singing the song and he knows like you're you're not going to be able to talk to them just straight up you probably have to get to that get that information by some other means so it is smart on how zemo um is portrayed or like how zemo go about, goes about that um but yeah again like like you were saying you know, now he has some leverage to be able to say well you you guys aren't going to turn me in like don't turn me back into jail or you know I'll possibly hand him over to like the Wakandans we'll we'll probably go over that in a little bit here but um but now he's got like that leverage like hey I got this info they're meeting this afternoon but like I'm gonna keep it from you because I don't want you to turn on me so yeah just really overall I think it just shows how smart Zemo is yeah definitely did you have anything you wanted to add Davis yeah, to that point, um, I thought that was a great scene because 
uh, the, the scene where the, just when they were trying to get the intel and then Zemo goes to those, goes to the little girls. Um, he gives them the candy, right? He, he's obviously, he knows what he's doing. You can see it. Um, um, Sam and Bucky were almost like the tourists, right? Like they're almost like the novices at this, but Zemo already knew how to do it. He, he, he was already 10 steps ahead because he's like Turkish delights. And he gave it to Sam, I think before they even came in there. Right. So he already had everything planned out, which shows how many more steps ahead. I think Zemo is that we don't even know about yet. Um, but I thought it was also interesting when Sam and Bucky obviously didn't hear the conversation that Zemo had with that girl. And I was wondering in my head, I'm like, oh, I wonder if Zemo is going to with, withhold the information forever or is he going to do his own thing? And I, I feel like Zemo would not have said anything if Bucky didn't ask, like, what what did the girl say? What, what were we talking about with the girl? Because it was like, it almost felt like forced upon yeah. Zemo. You could see like Zemo's like, he was thinking, he's like, all right, how should I get out of this? Or what should my next movie? And then he's like, there's a, I know where the funeral funeral is, but I don't think he would have said it if Bucky or Sam didn't press him on it, I feel like he would, it would have been a completely different scenario of what would have happened, which is why I thought it was such a cool scene because he's, you can tell like Nick, you, like you were saying, he's so smart and he's, he's 10 steps ahead already. So he's, he's already got his next plans already moved. So, and um, it'd be, I liked that scene a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, now we can move on a little bit they end up finding where the funeral is and, you know, Walker intercepts them and Sam wants to talk and reason with Carly. So Walker says, well, you can have 10 minutes. And then after that, I'm coming in. And so Sam tries to find some common ground with her and he can definitely understand her pain her frustration. Um, but he tells her, you know, when you start killing people, you're not necessarily making things better. You're just, or you're not making things better. You're not making the world a better place. You're just making it different. And so, you know, I thought that was a pretty great line. And um, I think we see him start to get through to her a little bit. This was a good scene for sure. Um, But what do you guys think about this moment? And, you know, are we starting to see hints, um, in this moment, are, are we starting to see hints that Sam is indeed, you know, the the one for the job to take up the mantle of being the next Captain America? What do you think, Davis? No, yeah, I definitely saw a lot of um, good things that Sam did that were um, Captain American-esque or Steve Rogers-esque, um, for sure, especially when he wanted to go the first approach by saying, you know, I, I deal with these types of people all the time. So let me just give me 10 minutes and I can do it. I can try and calm her down. So I like that. But that scene, guys, got me because I was getting so annoyed with Walker because he's already getting fidgety. And he's walking around. I'm like, bro, chill. Just like give him a couple more. Minutes. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think he gave him 10 minutes. But that whole scene, I thought was really cool to, to divide further um, Walker and, and Sam and to see who the real Captain America might be um i like that that was a cool scene yeah nick any thoughts uh yeah i mean i actually i agree with you davis i didn't really think about that until now how it really does show a true divide between sam's personality and john walker's i i hate john walker as a like (laughs) i'm sure he's a great person but like his character man is terrible I, i don't like him at all 
in a good way though in a good way though right in a good way um but yeah uh anyway sam like it's it's interesting that yeah to what you both were saying sam or sam is definitely portrayed as having like the right personality to become the next captain america but i still feel like personally i feel like he still questions his ability to truly be cap because of um yeah definitely he tells he he says to um when he's talking to carly he says hey i agree with what you're doing but killing people is like not the answer so i feel like deep down he's almost like saying i don't fully agree with what the grc is doing um he could even be questioning like being labeled as an avenger at this moment in time right now in my opinion um mm-hmm. so that's why it could be like i i agree with what you're doing quit killing people there's other ways to go about this um so he's definitely showing i feel like he's showing to def like he's definitely having the personality for captain america but you know he's kind of like eh, i don't maybe that maybe that uh humbleness i guess um maybe further shows he might not see it but it might further show that he is right for the job because he doesn't think he doesn't think he should be captain america I think that kind of goes in line with when Steve Rogers didn't um, wasn't they didn't pick Steve Rogers because he's a good soldier, right? Because he was just a good person. So he wasn't going out trying to become someone he's not. They gave it to him because of his personality. Same thing with with Sam, right? He's not he wasn't he's not trying to force his way into becoming Captain America. Um, and because right. of his personality, that's why he should potentially if he you know if he wants to be captain america yeah exactly all right so when it seems like sam is getting through to her like davis mentioned you know john walker can't just chill out (laughs) for a couple more minutes he has to run in there and we see him throughout this episode he keeps jumping the gun and as we'll get to if you think about it if he would just relax a little bit more and you know play ball like a team a little bit more these casualties that they come across probably wouldn't happen so anyways he runs in there and now carly thinks that he pretty much undo undoes what what progress sam was getting to um because now carly thinks that sam was just lying the whole time and that you know sam was just right um, was just like setting her up and that's not what Sam was really doing. And so now she feels like she can't trust Sam anymore. She runs away. And so now um, they're all like trying to chase after her. Well, Zemo catches up to her somehow and like shoots her in the gut. She's fine. She has the serum. So she's living Well, she's hiding behind like some table or desk or something. And Zemo sees like all the vials of the serum they fell to the floor and so he starts crushing them and you know he crushes and and steps on all of them except for one and that's when walker comes in throws the shield hits him in his temple right in the head um Mm -hmm. you think about it if steve had thrown that he'd be done for but um i guess because walker didn't have the serum um or not at least he didn't have it then uh you know, Zemo's fine. Just a just a migraine afterwards. Oh, he had a little scratch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyways, now we see um, Walker pick up the serum, 
And if you uh, have any knowledge about some of the comics and stuff, um, we're just getting to see his progression on the big screen now. And so, Nick, what were your thoughts about these fights? Everything kind of going crazy right here. But yeah, thoughts. Yeah. So I think ever since probably the second episode, it's either the second episode. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the second where he finds out kind of about the serum. Uh, sorry, John Walker does. And mm -hmm. so I, I'm thinking that he just has this drilled in his brain. Well, if I had the serum, I could be Captain America. And so through and throughout the course of the show, we see John Walker's character kind of start slipping down a darker path where it's like I can I can be more like Captain America if I have the serum to well I can be more powerful if I have the serum and I can actually take on these guys and and fight them so you know he Zemo's smashing all of them he he throws a shield knocks Zemo out and then he's looking at that vial and he's probably like this is this is my chance I need to save this you know just in case like not even a just in case, like, I'm just going to take this and not tell anybody. He probably didn't even tell uh, Hoskins is my assumption. I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's because of, again, like a personal reason, more or less, and not like a good personal reason either that he's just like, he's just like, I just need power. Like if I was more powerful, I could do this or this instead of actually being like Captain America. Um, we cut to Carly and her her crew um the power broker messages her you know and lets them know again that he wants the serum back and now the group is kind of like freaking out because they feel like they're they're trying to fight two battles here and they they really can't so carly's like okay well i'll deal with the power broker when we get to that but what we need to focus on here is splitting up these other guys and we need to take out john walker so that's their goal right now well, back at the hideout, you know, Zemo asked Sam if he ever had the chance to take the serum, would he do it? Sam quickly says no. And ironically enough, this is uh, shortly after that is when um, <laughs> Walker busts through the door and Hoskins. And he's like, all right, you know, you guys are done. We're taking Zemo. You know, get out of our way, basically. And Sam's like, you know, the only thing that you're doing is just running your mouth way too much. Like, and so he sets down the shield. John sets down the shield and he's basically, basically saying, you know, we're going to even the odds and we can make it a fair fight now. And so tensions are rising. And um, then we get Chief Io and the Dormelage. Oh, they came in. I think, ah, yeah. Coming in hot. And, and yeah, like everything just, uh, breaks out. Everything goes down. I mean, they're, they're literally <laughs> tearing yeah. it up. They're insane. They, they are so cool. I love yeah. Them. They're whooping both, um, Hoskins and John Walker. And, you know, at first, um, Bucky and Zemo are just back there. You're like, having their drink kind of just watching and Sam's like, you know, we got to step in. And so ultimately Sam and Bucky end up kind of like intervening and, and pretty much saving uh, John Walker and Hoskins. We don't know for sure if they would have killed them 
but they definitely could have. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what do you guys think of this scene? What do you think, Davis? Yeah, I love this. is a great scene. Um, I thought it was cool. I think it's really cool that they're bringing people from Wakanda into this show and, like, showing, like, different characters that we didn't see before in the last Black Panther movie. Um, but the scene itself I thought was fantastic. I thought it showed... Um, I think it showed a lot in regards to the further distance between Wakandans, Wakandans, Sam and Bucky versus uh, Walker and Hoskins. Like there's just a further, just an even greater um, difference between the two. And I think that Walker even finds it, right. Walker says it at the end, he's like, these people aren't even super soldiers and like I'm getting my butt kicked, uh, which I thought was kind of funny, but it was like, I, I thought that was a great scene. And I think we'll touch on it soon, but um, the part when um, chief IO does a little tap dance, whatever, and like knocks off the arm off Bucky. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. That was yeah. Crazy. Can't forget about that part. What do you think about this, Nick? You got any thoughts here? Um, so kind of going back towards the beginning of the scene, when, John and Hoskins both come in and they're like, Hey, we're taking Zemo. And that little conversation between um, Sam and John is kind of interesting because John's acting all cocky. I think it, I feel like at this point he has taken the serum. Otherwise he wouldn't have done this. Um, be, and I feel like you can kind of tell that Hoskins at this point feels like something is off. Cause there's like a, brief moment where you get like john starts going back and back and forth with sam and john goes oh well let's make this a fair fight i'm gonna take my shield off mm -hmm. and it's like um the camera zooms in on hoskins just for a set a split second you kind of yeah, see him give this facial expression like why why is he being so cocky like that's that's kind of what i got from it um so i feel like john had taken the serum and he sets the shield down. Then all of a sudden, he just gets he gets whooped by the uh, the door melage door melage. But like I feel like that that's why John also feels super defeated. And I feel like this is a tipping point in his character. Just one of of right. two moments where he's like, they aren't even super soldiers, and I got beat. And and that's why I feel like he even feels that much more defeated is because he took the serum and he's trying to fight them and still can't fight them because maybe he's, I don't know, he just doesn't have that type of fighting style because he's, I don't know, he's always used like- I really don't think that. he had taken the- Yeah, do you think he I toned think... it down, Nick? Like, like, the, like the, if he had it, right? I feel like- I don't think that he took it. You don't, don't think so? That. No. Okay. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting point and maybe they will- when say, did he say when would he when did he talk to Hoskins and it was like if you had the serum would you take it was that before or after this it's not till it's not till a little bit after this so okay yeah again I think that kind of yeah. shows more like he hadn't taken it yet that's true I but I also feel like he's keeping the entire thing from Hoskins under wraps so Hoskins might not even know about how like, Hoskins ever knew. I think regardless whether he knew that he took it, he was definitely about to see very soon, just like we'll get into later. Sam, Sam saw him, you know, his abilities. And so Hoskins was going to see him using it. You know what I mean? That's true. I think it could have been a tipping point. 
Um, I think to your point, Nick, it was definitely a crucial moment. It may, it might've been, I don't know when he took it, but I know that was definitely a tipping point to either say it that he either, maybe if he did take it, say that he has it or don't say that he has it. Or if he hasn't taken it yet, that's not, that was now his tipping point to be like, regardless of what people say, I'm, I'm probably going to take this. Um, yeah. I, I thought, like yeah, yeah. It's Cause he gets schooled like that. He's a very prideful person too. Right. I don't see him, um, holding back because again he he really did look genuinely defeated i think he legitimately uh got his butt handed to him and and he's like what the heck did you guys feel sorry for him when it, it the no. camera stayed on him for a little bit and sam walked off to look at the the hole that um that was uh where the escape was do you guys did you guys feel anything what did you guys feel when he got up absolutely uh, no feeling at all i just wish that i wish the door melage would have just taken the shield and ran right um that would have been nice it would have <laughs> but, been nice but yeah geez. i mean you, you don't mess with them no yeah. no no what do you guys think of um when when the, when uh what's her name chief io um took off uh bucky's arm do you have any thoughts on that and and him yeah. you know them possibly having a relationship uh you know like even if they, I mean, it's, it's possible, right? Like if, if she's the one that could have helped him get over, well, not get over, but just like essentially free him of that control, then it would make sense. And it would make, it's funny that it's like, she does the little trick and the arm falls off. And then Sam's like, did you know that could happen? And he's mm -hmm. like, no. Yeah. So she must've like figured out that maybe a way to disarm him just in case like he actually turned back into the winter soldier you know like as like a fail safe almost hey if if i oh, say yeah. these words and you turn into this dude again i'm gonna do this crazy jujitsu uh, mm -hmm. uh like one inch punch and take your arm off so i i do feel like there is definitely at least a close friendship for sure i just kind of felt like she knew mm -hmm. she knows a lot about bucky because she was put in a position where just in case, right. like, you know, just as a fail safe type of situation. Yeah. I don't know if they had, I, I, I can't tell, nor do I know if they had like, like a romantic relationship, but I think regardless, there was a close relationship. Um, for Cause sure. again, no, no one's calling him James. Like no right. one's calling him that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. What I think it's interesting though, that, that, that even was set in place, the, a way to deactivate his arm entirely. So, like, what do you guys think? The fact that he didn't even know about it, so it never even, never even was shed, never even was brought up to him. Um, but the fact that she knows it, just in case, do you think that Bucky felt like betrayed, or you think he felt like um, no one really trusts me enough? Because I, I would feel like if I was Bucky and that happened, I'd be like, what the heck? Like, that was that could have happened this whole time, and no one told me anything about it. And like, oh, is that a fail safe, just in case I go berserk? But uh, what do you guys think? I mean, he, the, the expression is, on his face was like, it was like, man, I really like this girl. And then she just embarrasses me in front of all my friends. Like that's, that's what wow. I got from it. <laughs> Interesting. That's funny. Yeah. I, you know, it's, I didn't really think of that. I just, I just kind of thought like, he was like, I didn't even realize that was a possibility for my arm to come off. Essentially. I just thought he was in pure shock. Yeah. So I felt he looked, he looked ashamed and embarrassed but 
Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I didn't think. I about think that. he could. I think he could feel ashamed and embarrassed though, regardless if they had a closer. Right. Vote. Right. Um, I just thought it was interesting that that even was a he didn't know about it. And that was even a, that's even a thing, right? You don't do, I feel like you wouldn't do that unless you have a little inkling in the back of your mind thinking just in case they, he goes off again, we'll just incorporate this little three tap motion and it'll just knock his arm out. I think he's also feeling bad just for the fact that in any case, they have some, some kind of close bond and now they're at odds with each other, which he probably never imagined they'd be like fighting each other. Right. So I, I think that's, one of the big reasons why he just feels bad and upset about it yeah okay so now we get to this conversation between walker and hoskins and um john asks hoskins if he would take the serum if he had the chance and and he's like heck yeah i mean it's only going to like strengthen you and and make you more yourself he's like for Carly it made her more like what who she really is inside for Steve Rogers made him more who he really is um that was kind of his mindset right and obviously the gears are turning for John when all this is is happening here um and there was there was mention of you know his three Uh medals of honor um back in the war and, you know, John says that that was like the worst day of his life. And he says something to the effect of, you know, the, the things that he had to do that day or the things that he did that day definitely didn't make him feel like a hero. And I think we're getting hints at, you know, him making big mistakes in the past and not just like, you know, he slipped up here and there. I, I think something pretty bad to where again it's just foreshadowing his um his real motives and and this conflict and like nick had mentioned going down a a darker path but uh, davis what are your thoughts on this i thought this was almost could have been a turning point because he's like this is the first time that i feel like i'm doing something good right he's like he's i had my three medals of honor um but he thinks of those he does not think of those moments as good moments in his life when he was in Afghanistan however he thinks of Captain America putting on the show he thought he said that he's like this is a one time in my life where I feel like I'm doing something good so I feel like deep down he wants to do something good and he wants to be the Captain America people want he thinks this serum will help with that but that's not the right thought process the serum's not going to make him become a better captain america he thinks that and clearly it's it's he's going off rails in the future um of the of the episode but i thought of it differently than what you just guys just mentioned i thought of it as a turning point of he really wants to do good and he i think he really thinks of himself as good but he has all these flaws in his past that changes his mentality and his thought process in a bad way yeah, I can see that. And I mean, I, I don't think that all of his motives are bad. And I think we have seen glimpses of good as well in him. But there's definitely, you know, this pride and sense of entitlement. And it's just kind of this thing where Steve didn't want to be this icon. He didn't seek after, you know, how can I, um, how can I be this example to everybody? How can I be this? iconic figure um he just tried to 
be a good person. And he, his desire was to protect people. But, but then we see that John Walker does have this desire to be that icon, to fill this role. And, and he said in, in the last episode that he, he wants their respect. You know, he, when he um, like pushed that guy up against the wall, the, the husband that, that took in the flag smashers, you know, he was, he was like, don't you know who I am? That was just like so out of left field. Like that's just so not Captain America. You know what I mean? So those are my thoughts. Uh, Nick, what do you have to say? Yeah. Um, Why well, I, I actually agree with what you were saying about how he is prideful. I, again, that wasn't really a thought that crossed my mind until you brought it up. And it's like Steve Rogers would never say anything like that. Um, but on this scene where they're just talking about um, like what you were saying, how power makes a person more themselves. Hoskins saying that to, to uh, John, he starts listing off people. He, he says he lists, he lists Carly and Steve, but then John says, and me, which also got my mind thinking, well, maybe he did take the serum before the fight with the Dora Melange. But um, again, you know, that's like my opinion. I have, I have no idea if that's true or not, but, um, but yeah, I also agree that, that John does want to do good. I mean, he, he even say, he states that like, you know, everything that he's done in his past, taking on this role feels like it can, it, it can almost like atone for the things that he's done in his past, which hopefully like a little bit more will be shed on that and maybe the form of a flashback so that we kind of get his character arc a little bit more developed to understand like, okay, maybe John actually, you know, doesn't want power for this selfish reason. Maybe he actually does want to try and be as close to truly like Steve Rogers, Captain America as possible. That's that really is my thoughts on it. I think you think of like, um, I see your guys' points. I think though the way he said it, and then like like Nick Nick, you were saying where he's like where they had the two polar opposites, right? Harley and yet Steve. And he's like, and me, like it was I thought of it more as like formed it formulated as more like a question, like where do I fit in in all this? And I think he's trying to navigate his way into picking up the mantle of Captain America. Granted, it might not be the best way because clearly we can see it's not going well. Um, but I think he's trying to figure out how he can be the best Captain America he can be. And he's trying. I think he really deep down, he really wants to do good. But even though he wants to do that, he has all these other this big baggage that he's got um, that he's got weighing him down and has him thinking of things maybe in the wrong way. But it's funny, that's kind of what a, a villain is, right? Most villains that we see, they've never, they were never born like usually downright like a horrible person, right? They usually want to do something good and then their life just is terrible. And then, then everything just gets crumbled and their life just becomes a disaster. And then they hit a breaking point and then they become really evil. Um, I can see that in a yeah. lot of Walker as well. But you think, I think he... I guess we're going to get into it in a little bit later, but you see later on when he has the serum, you know how the blood's going down his ear that um, it made me think that something's wrong. Like the serum did not work the way it's, it's, it's almost manipulating and, and corrupting his mind even more um, than what it was. So I'm interested to see what happens later, but I just wanted to mention that I feel like he has a good motive. Maybe he doesn't have the best intentions and the serum just made it worse. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure 
I think where I'm kind of coming from and maybe Nick too is like he was given something, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he earned something. And so I think he's just, again, jumping the gun with this too. It's like, it's not even time to like, think about how can I be the best captain America? He, he was just given it, you know what I mean? Like because of those medals of honor, but he kind of is saying too, that that doesn't necessarily make him uh, qualified. So it's like, I think he, he needs to work on himself as John Walker before he starts working out on himself as Captain America. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. Do you guys think though, that he's necessarily uh, an evil person, like a bad person? No, not really. But again, I think, and maybe we will see like Nick mentioned in flashback scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think whatever happened um, in the war on, on that particular day, I think, could possibly be foreshadowing what we're seeing now, especially towards the end of this episode. Right. Um, more wrong motives. Yeah. I actually really quick, I, I wrote down a point like as like kind of a hypothetical, if they do do a, a flashback, like it, it could have been a, this moment where he could have had to kill, unfortunately, innocent people to win a battle in Afghanistan to be declared a hero in the US while the Afghani people would be suffering. So it's like, how much of a win is that? You give me, you know, the US gives me three medals, but look what I had to do to unfortunately get those three medals to get the job done. So yeah, again, to what you both were saying, he's carrying this baggage and he's probably hoping that taking on the, like it, it was given to him, but he's hoping that like being given this role, he can try and atone for those things. Yeah. Yeah, and just his his mindset and and a little bit similar to Carly too. He goes about things the wrong way. Again, in last episode, I believe he was telling Hoskins how they could just cut some corners basically and and to to accomplish their goals and Hoskins is like, "Well, you don't think that the authorities, the officials will will be upset about that?" And and he's like, all they care about is is the job getting done. They, it's not the how it's getting done. Yeah, that that's just another foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah, think let's... he does a great job at um, portraying Walker in that way. I think I think the you know everyone's yeah. getting hate you know on social media, um, but I think he's doing a fantastic job in this role. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I mean I would hope that like um like this figurative hate that people are giving him is is for the character like the actor is playing the part really well all right so um we get to see carly calls sarah sam's sister and she wants another opportunity to meet up with sam but after what had happened um just a little bit before this you know she doesn't know if she can really trust sam and Again, here's Carly going about things all wrong, threatening Sarah and the kids in order to get a meetup with Sam. So Sarah tells Sam and he tells her, you know, take the kids, uh, get out of town. I'm going to handle everything. So Sam and Bucky meet up with Carly again. Well, they quickly realize that Carly is setting this all up so that they can get to um, Walker because we're 
Sam and Bucky are, you know, Walker's not far behind. Right. So again, this fight breaks out here. I mean, Walker is definitely doing a little bit better. Right. But we, we haven't like fully seen uh, his abilities um, until uh, he starts dealing some heavy hits and we see him like bend that metal pipe or whatever. And then we know for sure that he, he does in fact have the serum. He did take it at some point um, previous to this and Sam catches him with that. And he's like, you know, what'd you do? And so all four of them are, are fighting the flag smashers. Now they're holding their own um, until Lamar gets a hard kick in the chest he gets hit against uh, like a pillar and it looks like it probably broke his neck. Um, it was rough. It was rough, man. And Walker runs to his side and he's, he's trying to wake him up, but um, unfortunately he's gone. And it's like that, that moment, like almost like in the back of his eyes, like we just see him snap and, and he's ready to just go off, off the rails but this moment, guys, and, the, and this uh, battle, um, what were your feelings here? I think that there's like just a genuine worry at this point. Um, I, I think you can tell that Sam understands that he took the serum when he bends the metal pipe pretty much right, at, not like in front of him, but Sam sees him bend the metal pipe and sees the guy fly through the door and hit the wall. So Sam's probably thinking like, oh, great. So now we've got like this even bigger problem on our hands um and then we'll we'll get into it a little bit more probably when you cover the outro but that's that's kind of what i'm thinking is sam at least sees him with this that and understands that he probably took the serum um and that there's going to be just like more issues to come yeah davis do you did you want to touch on anything here uh yeah i thought the beginning was um very suspenseful of this scene right because like you were saying, we're just waiting to see if either he took it or he's about to take the serum or, or what's really going on when they're going up the stairs, you know, and then uh, yeah. Mar leaves. And during that time, I was like, Ooh, this is when he's going to pull it out of his pocket. Ooh, this is when he's going to pull out of his pocket. And like now that I realize that he already had it to begin with, going back to the stairs, you know, when he was like listening and like he like stopped and he was like, like almost very attentive and trying to listen to hear where everything was going on. I feel like that was because of his, the super serum, right? He probably had super, super hearing. I don't know if that's part of it. But um, uh, now that I see it, you can see it in different ways of how he, when he was navigating just before he meets up with everybody. But um, I thought that was a great, a great scene. I, I'm curious though, because like, for example, you were saying when he bent the bar and then he just like shoved that guy off to the side, that guy also had the super serum. So yeah why is Walker so much stronger than this guy with the super serum? It should be the, the same super serum. And so that's why another thing in my mind, I'm like, there's something wrong with what he took because um, it seemed to me, he was, it seemed to me that it was pretty easy for Walker just to throw these guys around, but they also are just as should be just as strong. Um, well, but I think maybe, it could go back. I mean, Walker does have training. We don't know how much training these guys have in fighting. I think we, all we know is that they, they have the serum, but do they have the training to back it up? I mean, Walker's mm -hmm. a military man. So we at least have to give him that. Yeah. I agree with that too. Good point. Good point. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, he definitely gets the upper hand on, 
on uh, a lot of those guys. And who knows, maybe we will see that too. Uh, like what Davis is saying, maybe we'll, we will see that there is uh, something off with the serum. It's effects with John Walker. That could be interesting. Almost. It kind of makes me uh, think uh, of a uh, abomination a little bit. If you guys remember him in the, the Hulk movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something kind of like that, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great example. Abomination. Yeah. Now I think about it. So let's get to this final scene, guys. It's honestly pretty intense. It, it's kind of chilling too, but you know, he, he's chasing after them. Walker's chasing after the flag smashers. He's, he's really trying to catch Carly. He ends up um, catching one of her friends and, you know, he hits him to the ground and the guy has like his hands up, you know, like it wasn't me. I didn't do it. And we get this scene where Walker, you know, holds the the shield up above his head. And immediately, I don't know if you guys caught it, but immediately I saw, I went back to civil war where um, Captain America, you know, Steve holds the shield up and he has that opportunity. He can, he can totally take out uh, Tony, but he, he chooses not to, like he restrains himself and he just puts it into the arc reactor and that's it. But no, like uh, John Walker, again, he, he's gone off the rails and, and he pounds the guy in the chest with it numerous times. <laughs> it's rough, man. And uh, I mean, we got to mention there's a huge crowd in this courtyard watching this happen in the middle of the courtyard and they've got their phones out and everything. And I mean, this is someone that, again, he's supposed to be a symbol of hope and um, protection for the world and they're seeing him definitely uh go nuts and (laughs) and kind of kind of lose it they're seeing him lose it nick tell me your thoughts your feelings on this scene on this conclusion right here yeah i feel like that that ending scene was just super powerful um i don't think john i think john is like i don't think he can control the fact that like it's either like maybe he can't control his emotions that's not allowing him to be able to control the fact that he's a super soldier or it is something with the serum that's causing him to like act that way but uh the way hoskins pointed out earlier when it was just him and walker talking he was like you're good because you can you know you have a sound mind when you're thinking of these different scenarios and now you see him he's like an animal right like right he totally just beat this guy to death pretty much. And it's interesting, the shot that they took, like the camera pans back, there's blood on the shield, there's blood on his face. Um, so it's like this symbol of somebody who's supposed to protect is now like, it's like, whoa, this is totally not, essentially, it's totally not Captain America. Um, but yeah, I just, right. I don't think, I don't think he can control these powers essentially at least not right now yeah i'll i'll throw it over to uh dave in just a second but i think what we're seeing again here is um these questions that were raised in the beginning and throughout the series going back to zemo how the serum can change a person for a couple of reasons i don't think that it actually is um a chemical thing because um so i believe in the comics a very similar situation happens with Walker's parents. It's like the final push over the edge 
for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so Marvel's doing that, but they're putting a twist on it. They always put their twist on it, right? So now in this case, it's Hoskins instead of his parents. And, you know, this is that example that, that Zemo is talking about. It's like, and again, it's just that contrast, you know, it's like Steve was that exception, right? To the rule of, of the serum leading someone down a darker path. But, but now we see again, prime example of how it can go wrong. What Zemo was alluding to. We're seeing that now with John Walker, but the contrast again is with Sam who, who has a more clear head um, when it comes to all these different situations and uh, that are, that are coming up. So um, yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm seeing too, but Davis, your thoughts. No, yeah, those are great, great points, especially what you talked about for the comic books. Um, Cause obviously this isn't a new character. You can read about him in the comics, but I, I'm, I just think it's a little different because, and like you say, they do put their own twist. And I think that twist could be chemical on a couple of things. One, just the blood in and of itself. That's never happened. We don't see it with anybody else. That's never happened with anyone else that have taken the serum. So that in and of itself gives me a hint that, oh, something's, something's not right there. Um, another thing too is clearly he lost control, right? And he's out of it and he, and he kills that guy. But you think there's plenty of other guys that were in that group, Carly's group, that um, I'm sure not all of them have the level-headedness of maybe Carly or of um, somebody, I'm not saying they're, not all of them have that type of mentality, right? So I'm sure some of them are just regular hoodlums, like, like regular, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? not hoodlums but uh anyway street obviously rat. all of them have huh street rat <laughs> yeah i guess yeah like they all they're they're just they not all of them have the Basic. same personalities Basic. yeah <laughs> so like i'm like why haven't we seen that in any of these other characters them just lose absolute control maybe they have and we just haven't seen it yet but um i just think it's very interesting to see how crazy it goes from zero to hundred quickly from when Lamar dies. But I also thought, you know how we talked about when he's standing up and then you see the blood on the shield and you see the blood on his face. The first thing I saw was just before that scene was when that there was, he had, yeah, he has his star right here, you know, um, of the Captain America star. And it's like all perfect and nice and pristine. And then you just see like this little bit of blood coming in, like almost like symbolizing like Captain America, the symbol right there is, is is being tarred and deteriorated and that's the start of it all it's almost going like like it's almost going to engulf the entire symbol in and of itself and this is just the start of it all but um very symbolic yeah, yeah. and like you're mentioning in a crowd of people so now everyone saw it and uh you saw sam and bucky just kind of step back and didn't really didn't seem like they wanted to be in the front of that but yeah great scene very uh suspenseful scene that's for sure going back to like how come we haven't really seen like any of the other pretty much like foot soldiers essentially to Carly mm-hmm. go crazy. That's a good it, word. Yeah. It, it could be like, um, because Carly is in a position of power and we've even seen her, uh, you know, kind of lose control of that power as well when she decided to blow up that building with those people tied up inside. And even one of them looked over her and was like, why, why was that even necessary? And she said like some these things sometimes have to be done. 
Um, so it might be even a position of power. Like Carly knows she's, she's a symbol for the flag smashers and these people that believe in her. And so John Walker believes, you know, he's Captain America and there's the U S that believes in him. So it could be a matter of just a little bit of pride and maybe that going to their head. And then that's making them just kind of like, you know, because they're so powerful, it's like they kind of lose it at that point. So I, it just made me think about that when you were talking about that. That is a really good point. Yeah, that is, that is very true. But then what about the blood thing? Like, what do you guys think about the blood coming down the side of his mask? I mean, to be honest, I think, I think there is a good chance that it could be serum. And just in general, I'm not ruling out that the serum can't be playing kind of like a chemical effect here. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think at, at the very least, it's, it's a combination of the serum and these tragic moments, right. Um, that are, that are giving him that push. Um, but I also think that there is a slight chance that the blood could have been from fighting. Right. Um, maybe a hit that he took or uh, honestly, maybe when he, you know, took that guy out, but that's, that's a true, that's good. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I just think the, I mean, I'm sure you guys will agree the writing in this, the whole show, but this episode and the episodes we just saw these writers that, that have created are, I, they're fantastic. Like the way they've written this show is so good. Um, I love it. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, I feel yeah like, absolutely. I feel like it makes the characters like the, the way that they wrote the characters, it makes them feel like even though some of them are super soldiers, it, it makes them feel real. Like right. I think you brought that out earlier, Dom, like you can kind of relate to some of their, you know, personality traits and whatnot. So I, I really like that. Yeah. That's the conclusion of the episode, but um, do we want to do maybe some predictions here for like going forward next week? I mean, we only have two more episodes, guys. I know this that's is crazy. Only is crazy. two more. Yeah. Oh my! God. It's know, a six-part series. It's, what? I mean, it it's bad. just full throttle after this. I think. I mean, even There's last so much episode, to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Even man. last episode, like, was pretty fast paced, and you know it, wow. that actually got a little bit of criticism from some fans. But um, I mean, I I love last week's episode, and yeah, I think you you just have to go full speed ahead um, when it's a limited series like this. But I think there's a chance that we'll get a second season, and they'll probably let us know. I would assume like post credits at the end of episode six, but. Yeah, any predictions, guys, um, going forward? Who wants to go? I got predictions. Go ahead, Nick. Okay. So going forward, um, I I feel like I feel like the writers aren't gonna. I mean, I guess I it would be interesting to see, but I'm going to predict, and this is probably a hot take, that Sam isn't gonna become Captain America, even though I think the comics do portray him eventually becoming captain america mm-hmm. um i feel like he's not going to be captain america and he's going to destroy the shield i think th- that there's a bunch of people like you know they say like hey i would have destroyed the shield if you know whatever whatever or i would have destroyed the shield because of this um that's kind of what i i think i think i think it would be pretty interesting if they went down that route uh i know dom i think you believed that or you had a prediction that you thought sharon uh, you thought that she was the power broker, and I don't think she's the power broker because she yeah. actually refers to him refers to him as a he. 
over the phone when she's talking to Sam. So I don't I don't know who the power broker. But I mean, she could just be doing that to throw you off. You know, the episode before when they were uh, they went up upstairs above the bar and they met um, that lady. I'm forgetting her name. Almost the middleman. Oh, Selby. Selby. Um, Who shot Selby? We don't know, but we're assuming that it was the power broker. Yeah. So I'm not saying this is right. I don't know. I'll have to think about what your your prediction, but that could add to your prediction because it just so happens that um, what's Sharon. her name, Sharon? Yeah, Sharon is there at the same time. Selby dies. Like I feel like there could be some connection with that in and of itself. There's definitely hints there. I mean, Sharon was shooting a bunch of people too, giving them cover. That's true. So mm-hmm. there, there's a hint that, you know, that could have possibly been her that, that took out Selby. It also might be, might be a, a situation where maybe that's a little bit too obvious. Um, but I guess just one last little clue was when she got in the car at the end of last week's episode and, you know, tells the driver or we know she tells whoever on the phone that, you know, they have a problem that they have a few problems. So, and I said that, I think that she might be the power broker or at least working for him in some way. Yeah. I was, I was going to say like, if she's not the power broker, she, she's probably working for him. And that's kind of my opinion. And like, if that's the case too, then I feel like Sharon and Zemo are in on something that we just don't really know. And so hopefully maybe it's, I'm sure obviously it'll get resolved, but uh, maybe we'll find out in like episode six or something like that. Another thing that I think is because the uh, tons of people, people are videotaping this moment of John killing a flag smasher. So mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that's going to be circulated everywhere. Um, and a more people are probably going to want to become flag smashers because uh, and possibly hate the Avengers at this point, since he carries that representation of, of essentially Steve Rogers or of Captain America. And B, I feel like the U.S. might even rethink their decision on on John being the new Captain America. Like they might even tell John, like, you need to step down. This is not what Captain America is supposed to symbolize. Like you, you cannot do that. And John probably, and I feel like John, if that's the case, won't he won't give up the shield. Like he'll probably be overcome with power and just like want to try and keep it as desperately as possible. So that's kind of like my, what I think might happen going forward. Do you think Nick, with that in mind, do you think that um, Walker will be the, the last episode villain per se? And you think, do you think Carly and Sam and Bucky will team up to defeat him? Or do you think it'll be switched with maybe something with the power broker or Carly being the end goal? Uh, I can, I can picture, uh, I can picture Carly and Sam and Bucky teaming up to take down John. Uh, I can also kind of picture, and this, this might be like way out in right field, but I can also picture, possibly the four of them having to take on the power broker in some way and possibly, you know, Sharon in the, in the mix of all that, if she actually is working for the power broker. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not really too sure, but I can't, I can picture that. I can picture what you're saying, Davis. Yeah. I'm curious to see, because there's a lot of angles going on as we can see in these episodes. And I don't think there's a clear 
every movie, you know, you think of a movie has that one villain, right? You had Thanos is that's the villain, right? Even though maybe the episodes behind the, in the episodes in the movies before he was kind of behind the scenes, but the main person was Thanos. So I'm curious to see if there is even a main person villain that they're trying to defeat or if it maybe might trail off into another season or if um, some twist like that, I'm, I think it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I, it's interesting. Cause I don't feel like there is a, a true villain, you yeah. know, the, the show does a good job. I feel like of portraying that there's not really a true villain. It's just, totally. there's people with motives and there are some people with the certain motives that are just doing bad things to accomplish the goal. Yeah. I mean, that's something that they did in WandaVision too, where it's like, you know, they're stacking all these different names on top of each other of potential villains, right? Um, Potential bad guys coming in. And we see that, you know, they're doing that here too um, in this show. But I think for me, yeah, Power Broker's got to be introduced here pretty soon. I agree. Yeah, I'd say probably last episode. It's just crazy how there's only two more episodes. Feels like, um, yeah, there's, there's kind of, a lot is happening, but there's also still so much more that, that could happen. Yeah, I think depending on the setup, I think the power broker is going to be revealed in the next episode. Even if it's right towards the end, I I have a, a gut feeling that that's what's going to happen. I could see that. You have any predictions, final thoughts, Davis? Um, yeah, maybe a couple to... One, not to bounce off kind of Nick's prediction, uh, you were saying, Nick, that you think the shield, you think Sam won't even take up the mantle of Captain America and they might destroy the shield entirely. Um, that could lead into what we know in the comics, you know, as the next Avengers or the young Avengers, right, of the next generation. Because the next generation of Avengers, the Captain America, I forgot his name, but um, he doesn't have... Patriot. Patriot, yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the Captain America shield. It's it's something completely different all altogether. So that could definitely happen. And that way it'd be a whole new shield altogether. Just something I was thinking about correlating it. But predictions, I I think either um, Zemo or Walker will die by the end of this season. I think one of those two will be dead. Um, I don't know how it'll happen, but. I have a feeling one of them ha- are, has got one of them got to go. Yeah. So for me, I don't think I don't really see that happening as far as destroying the shield, but I think that it could be really interesting. I think I could actually end up liking that. So yeah, that's really interesting. We'll see. We'll have to see. I do also think, like Davis had said, that they are definitely setting up the Young Avengers at some point. I mean, we see them setting up Young Avengers, like with um, with Eli, um, right. We saw him in uh, in uh, episode two, I believe. Hawkeye's right. daughter, right? Kate Bishop. Who else? That there's Ant-Man. multiple people. Oh Ant-Man's yeah, Ant-Man's daughter Ant-Man's in there. Daughter, right? I think so. Wiccan and Speed from WandaVision. So we could definitely see that. But I've also heard that we also could be getting um, like a a Dark Avengers type of storyline oh. too. And I can I can really see that happening as well because of again just going back to all these points the conflict that that Zemo is bringing up. Look at what happened with with Wanda too. I mean, she definitely went down a darker path as well. And I think that 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 storyline is going to continue. I think we're going to see you know 
more of our heroes have this this conflict and the audience is really going to have to examine you know their motives going forward yeah yeah sure it'll be interesting a lot a lot of things are going to happen in two episodes so we're looking forward to it i think we wrapped it up pretty nicely guys yeah i think think it's been good thanks so much for coming on davis did you have any plugs um anything you want to shout out or anything you're working on let me think. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, follow me on my photography account, Davis Axman. Um, I'm doing some more photography these days, doing some shoots. Um, and then other than that, I'm just a regular Joe. Just a, <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy to be on here. It took like way, way too long. So um, yeah, I, man, I, please come back anytime. Yeah, it won't be till next year, but um, uh, we'll make- <laughs> it'll happen sometime. <laughs> no, no, I'm happy to come back again. I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I think Nick is going to take us out, actually, so that'll be nice. That'll be fun. But um, a quick little plug for my music, actually. I have a, a new song coming out here soon. It's the first song release of the year. It is dedicated to... Uh, my brother Elijah so you can look out for that and you know that's Moon Heist on Spotify Apple Music all the platforms so um, yeah you can stay tuned for that and Nick's going to take us out here all right here we go so thanks for tuning into our show today slap the like button if you enjoyed the video slip slap the sub button if you haven't already on the starfighter podcast we post every friday saturday so look for that check out dom and jake on the stereo app wednesdays at six we do live stereo shows you know follow us on stereo because at random times we'll do shows um nick and myself have done some and uh it's just a amazing app a lot of fun They talk about gaming, Star Wars, Marvel, as well as the occasional hot takes on burger debates. So again, we talk about everything, like anything you guys want to talk about. Yeah, it's there. So old, crusty Star Wars games, you name it, dude. They're (laughs) talking about it. So we'll just catch you, paisanos, in the next one. Bazinga.